Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Cindy Warren is the founder of Blue Tree Coaching. She is a life and business coach, a Stanford Law School grad, a human resources consultant, and a published author. She is also the host of the Side Gig School podcast. Cindy helps coaches and consultants grow their businesses so they can experience the personal and professional freedom that comes from being their own boss. For those that are new listeners of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast, you may have missed Cindy's first interview on the show, so scroll back to episode 25 to hear our conversation about discomfort tolerance. That was a good one. Cindy, welcome back to the show. I'm so thrilled you are up for another conversation with me. Always, Jane. I'm so happy to be here. So I was listening to your podcast a few weeks ago, and the topic completely drew me in. You were discussing the idea that growing a business takes time and not to rush it. And you know, while this idea isn't exactly revolutionary, I think it's one that deserves some airtime. So many entrepreneurs experience this strong urge to race to the finish line before they even really get started, right? What do you think about that? Yeah, I see that a lot in my world with, and I work not exclusively, but a lot with like newer entrepreneurs, um, thus, you know, the name of my podcast, Side Gig School. And I do see people falling into a trap of thinking it's not working when really they're, like you said, they're just getting started. So there's almost like a mismatch of expectations and what's happening and what should happen. And I agree with you. I think it's really important that we normalize for people that it takes time and that's not a problem. Yeah. I think when people are starting side hustles and this is like your zone of genius, right? This is what you do is you help uh, women and men, right? Both uh, to yeah. launch and grow their own side hustles. When you think about it, like you have a side hustle, it is a side hustle. It's not your yeah. main hustle, right? So a lot of these people, they have other jobs, right? And they're sort of balancing and juggling. There's a lot on their plate, right? So the idea that your side hustle is going to just sort of launch and propel into amazing dumb, right? Like immediately yes. is yeah. a little bit of a, like, that's just not reality, right? Oh, usually. Yeah. And I think that's also true for people who have full-time aspirations. So I work with a lot of those people too. And that might be, you know, sort of the, the personality that gets even a little more tripped up on. It's taking too long. It's not working. Oh my goodness. Something's gone terribly wrong here. And again, not the case. Because the end goal for these people is to ditch their nine to five and one day have their side hustle be their main hustle, right? So uh, yep. I see this a lot. Um, women enroll in Center for Pediatric Sleep Management and they uh, they have a nine to five. Their pipe dream is to leave their nine to five and to do sleep consulting full time. And they're so focused on that end goal that they have trouble seeing the tiny little 
micro goals that they should be setting along the way to achieve that ultimate dream that comes, you know, it might take a year, it might take five years to make that happen. Yeah, I love how you said micro goal, because I think we really do sort of need to break it down. It's like we're standing at like base camp looking up at the mountain peak. And if we're just focused on the peak, we're going to miss everything we need to do to get there. And not only that, but the beauty along the way and the learning and the journey. On your podcast, uh, the episode that I was listening to, you brought up the idea of patience. Uh, I think to some degree, like we're all a little bit impatient sometimes, and that can be good, right? Like that fuels the fire when you're a little bit impatient, but also I think you need to be patient in order to be successful. Would you agree? And and like, how do you balance, how do you balance all of it? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I will just tell you straight up, I run towards the impatient side. Like that is for sure my hardwiring. And I have learned, (laughs) that doesn't surprise me, Jane, that um, I just have learned over time, like you said, like impatience or excitement can be fuel. It can be motivation. It can be discipline and commitment. And I think especially for those of us that tend toward the more impatient, we must sort of couple that with realistic expectations of, yeah, it is consistency, it is doing all the things, but over time, that's the key to success is time. And so many of us can really underestimate how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like to, again, going back to sort of like the micro goals, if you set smaller goals, you'll always feel more successful. You know, like sometimes it's just literally, you know, people will say to me, they'll say like, how quickly can I expect to X, whether it's like get a return on my investment after purchasing the course, land my first client, have my first $5,000 a month, whatever the benchmark is. And I'll say to them like, hey, let's just like set the first goal of you finishing the course. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, let's just be reasonable here. And let's not get ahead of ourselves. And let's, let's set a goal that you can achieve, like soon. And and then once you achieve that goal, then let's set another one that again, is really, really reasonable, so that you can feel like, okay, I'm doing this. Whereas if you set your big end goal, and you're only focused on that, you have this, you have this feeling of failure that is really not accurate. It's just a feeling. Totally. You put yourself in this place of lack when really, if you're setting small metrics along the way for yourself, you're going and you're nailing them, finish the course, tell people, oh, I have a new side hustle or a new business or however you want to call it. You know, in my world, I call that, okay, we're going to launch the side gig. Like that's such a big moment is just, yeah, it's a real thing. And I've got an LLC and I told some people about it. Like that's a moment to celebrate. So yeah, of course, I think it's really helpful to have a bigger vision and to kind of keep your eye on it. Like, you know, where the peak of the mountain is, but celebrating the successes along the way is like so key to keeping going because achievement and a feeling of accomplishment just fuels more of the same. So breaking it down, I think is, is key. Yeah. I hear all the time from my Center for Pediatric Sleep Management grads and other really green entrepreneurs that they're sort of doing all of the things and then it's not working. I put that in air quotes. Um, Do you hear this from the people that you coach and how do you respond to the it's not working comment? Yeah. 
Yeah. So in a number of ways, the most obvious sort of rejoinder to it's not working is it's not working yet. Like we haven't given it enough time. I also think people can look for evidence that it's not working and ignore all the evidence that actually it is. You're growing a social media following. You're growing your expertise. You're like setting up your business foundations. You're really clear on how you help. You're coming at it from a place of service. Like there's so many things that can be working. And if we tell ourselves it's not working, that's again going to put us like in lack and it isn't going to serve our forward movement. One thing that really helped me when I was just getting started was keeping myself in the mindset that like every single thing was a learning experience. So, you know, when I got on that first discovery call with somebody who was interested in hiring a sleep consultant and they didn't hire me, instead of feeling like, oh, nobody's hiring me. I don't have any clients. I can't figure this out. In my mind, I was like, how did that call go? Did I feel good about that call? Did I feel like we were aligned? Did I feel like I properly articulated my value? Um, you know, I was asking myself all of these questions. Was I stumbling over my words? Was I not clear on what sort of, um, pro what the process was, what the transformation was, right? And in the beginning, I wasn't clear on all of those things. Nobody taught me how to get onto a discovery call and talk to a tired mom about helping her through a really stressful change, right? Like nobody taught me how to do that. Um, I had to figure that out on my own. And each time I got onto a call, I got better at it. And now I make it a point to try and teach my students inside of my program how to get onto these calls and how to have these conversations. But nobody taught me that. So I had to figure that out on my own. And it wasn't me failing. It was me learning. It was it was a process to get to the end goal, which was me being more confident about talking to families about how I could serve them and how I could support them. Yeah, that's such an important thought reframe. It wasn't me failing. It was me learning. And really, everyone should write that down. Because when you are starting something new, by definition, you're learning. You must be learning. You don't know how to do the things yet. It's so funny. I also teach my students how to do, you know, clarity calls or whatever we call them. And I had a great coach who taught me how to do them. And even then, I sucked at first, frankly, because it's a new skill and we have to flex our muscles whenever we're doing something new. And in the doing of it, I think you said something else that's really important. Not only do we increase our skill level, but our confidence grows the more we keep putting one foot in front of the other and not saying, oh, it's not working, I give up. It's sort of like muscle memory, right? Like when you're learning how to do anything new at first, it feels like a lot of effort, like you're paying attention to every single word that you say, or, you know, if you're learning a new, let's, let's make an analogy. Like if you're learning a choreographed dance, right? Like at first, yeah. like you can't remember the moves, you can't remember the steps. And then you do that dance a hundred times or a thousand times. And then all of a sudden you could do it in your sleep while having a conversation with somebody else. It wouldn't matter. Like your body just moves that way. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's what eventually happens to those who give themselves the opportunity to practice and learn along the way, rather than just beating themselves up for, again, I'm putting it in air quotes, failing when right. they don't, when they don't sort of like land the client or have the instant result that they're looking for. I mean, I think about my own business and 
I still do all of these things that like don't necessarily work, right? Like, you know, I do things all the time that don't work. I hired, you know, um, I've hired virtual assistants that haven't been a great fit. I've hired bloggers that didn't nail the blog posts. Like, that's not a failure. That's a lesson. And, And then I know what to look for the next time, right? And absolutely, you know, it, it, entrepreneurship it is a mindset shift. And I think it's important to like, as you know, as we're doing just normalize, you must have almost like a testing mentality in entrepreneurship. I'm going to try this and see if it works. If it doesn't, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to introspect. I'm going to evaluate. And then I'm going to go try something else versus I tried the first thing and it didn't work. And Obviously, I'm terrible at business and this will never work. So I think that's really important. You have to be almost approach it like a scientist, like with a sense of curiosity. Yeah, you touched on this, but I think having I want I want to sort of bring it up again. I think another really important point to articulate here when we're thinking about if something's like not working is like to have really reasonable expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, as you said, these things take time. And, yep. and if something's not working, it's not working yet. And, and to keep your mind in a place where you're managing your own expectations around what success looks like in the short term, in the medium term, in the long term, I think is really, really helpful because, you know, all of this is a process, right? And, and when you take yeah. it for what it is, which is a process, then you're not failing. You're just like somewhere along the spectrum or the trajectory you're on the way. You're on yeah. the way. We're You're always on the, on the way unless we quit, right? Like we're always on the road and maybe we're taking slower steps or we're taking smaller steps than what we had envisioned for ourselves, but we're still, we're on the way. I have two two sort of thoughts that came to mind as you were saying that, because I can obviously completely agree with you. One is people give up too soon. I see it all the time and it you actually know. makes me makes me so sad because I really believe that consistency over time yields results. I see that again and again and again. I've seen it with myself. That's obviously true for you. And a lot of our clients, you know, who have sort of like hit whatever their markers of success were. I also think, Jane, that this it's not working can be fueled by what we see on social media sometimes. So I'll just pick Instagram as an example. You often see people in the coaching industry, I'll just speak of my industry, who look like overnight successes, who are like crushing it with making millions and millions and millions of dollars, like out of nowhere. And so if you're comparing yourself against that standard, normal to feel like it's not working or I'm a failure or this isn't for me. And I just want to caution people that there's a lot of BS out there on social media. That's not sort of the room you want to be in if you're trying to set reasonable expectations. Instead, you should be in a room like like yours, Jane, like let's get through the course first or working with a coach who's just going to help you keep your eye on the ball, slow and steady wins the race. So I think that's just also important for us to be wary of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing that this came up on a, I was in a DM conversation the other day with somebody who is interested in becoming a sleep consultant. And she asked me the question, you know, how many, or like, ah, I forget how she phrased it. It was basically what she was asking is like, how many people 
that take your course are successful or something like that's mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. what she was asking. Mm-hmm. And th- those were the words, but what she was really asking is like, what are my chances? Right. Mm. Like she was asking about other people, but really what she was really asking is like, do I have a shot at this? You know? Yeah. And, and I said to her, I was like, I'm going to answer your question honestly, because you know, I'm happy to be transparent, but also like, what does anybody else have to do with you? Right. Like what does anybody else have to do with you? People go to law school and never graduate or pass the bar. Like that's not law school's fault, right? Like there are people out there that just don't get it done. And that is life. That's actually most people. Most people don't get it done. So you get to decide I'm going to get it done. And it may take longer than what you envision. And that's okay. It probably is going to take longer than whatever you're imagining. And that's okay. The way that you get to be successful is by putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to put effort forth and showing up at your whatever fullest capacity you have to give and and not quitting. Because, you know, when you quit, you fail. I know you know that. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I want to just sort of highlight, pull out, you know, this is a really powerful statement you made. You get to decide And I want to add to that. I think you actually have to decide. Like, it's not up to you or me whether our clients are successful. It's obviously we want to provide the best container possible and educate them, you know, to the best of our ability, et cetera, give them all the tools and resources. But they're the ones that have to decide and then do the things and then stick with the things and then not give up on themselves and then keep going even when it's hard and so on and so forth. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something that again, you said on your podcast, I've heard this before from other coaches, and I wanted you to sort of explain it and unpack it to our listeners. It's the idea that our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings cause our actions. Can you sort I've heard other coaches say this, can you sort of unpack that for us? Yeah, so this is literally how our brains work, Jane. This is cognitive behavioral science. Like coaches didn't make this up. We've just sort of, many of us have seized on this reality. And when you think a thought, it provokes an emotion. And everything we do and don't do is actually driven by how we're feeling and how we think something is going to make us feel. And then of course, whatever we do or don't do is literally what creates our results in our lives, entrepreneurially and otherwise. So for example, if someone were to have the thought, it's not working, you know, I'm trying to be a successful sleep consultant, and the thought is, it's not working, they're going to feel something like defeated, for example. And from defeated, what do they do? They probably don't go out there and with a lot of fire and passion and a sense of service, talk about what they're doing and how they can help people. They probably aren't posting and creating content that's really supportive. So like you said, like the new mom who's like at her wit's end because she can't get her baby to go to sleep. They're probably not doing the things that will help them be successful. And then the result they create, of course, is they just more evidence that it's not working. And there's always a through line between the thoughts and the results. So if you think it's not working, you are going to go create evidence that it's not working. 
If so you can you think, maybe can you also give us an example of like yep. a, can you give us a more positive example where we can yeah. like like walk us through the positive mindset that creates the positive action? Yes, and I a hundred percent. And I do this with my clients, and what we call these are like intentional thoughts. So an intentional thought might be something like, "I am just getting started," you know, and the circumstance is like, "Well, I just you know." launched my sleep consultancy business and maybe no one reached out to hire me again yet. If you think I'm just getting started, like for me, I'll just tell you that thought for me is like, oh, I'm kind of excited. Like I feel a positive sense of energy and commitment. Like I'm not giving up. I'm just getting started. And then from that place, what the person would do is go talk about it. Keep going. Keep creating content. Keep thinking about how much what they just learned how to do can change people's lives. And then from that place, those actions are going to create results of you actually make it true that you were just getting started. This is just the beginning. I love that. It's such a difference when you when you just change the way that you think about something yeah, then all of a sudden, like the result can be entirely different. I love that. I love how powerful it is. Yeah. And I want to say it's not like I think of this sort of like, this is thought work. This is mindset work. This is not just plugging in, quote, a happy thought or a positive affirmation. It really goes back to like, you just deciding what can be true for you now. And then even more than that is practicing. So for example, this morning, I just sent an email to a client I met with late yesterday. Okay, Eleanor, these are the intentional thoughts we came up with. Gave her a bullet point list. Remember to actually read this every day until we meet again next week. So it is a practice for our brains to embrace a more positive, empowering, impactful mindset. Yeah. And I think it really truly does take work to stay there. I mean, it's it, it takes you know, it's like going to the gym every day, like you got to make a decision to go to the gym. And and you have to make a decision like I am going to show up with the proper mindset in my business today, not not in a way that's fake. As you said, I'm not just going to say this thing, but I have to feel it. I have to actually feel it in my core. So that so that my brain can be in the right place to show up in a way that's productive. Yeah. And one thing that always helps me, and I know this is true for you too, is like to come back to like, wait, how am how is my work even helpful or important to someone else's life? And it's really a sense of like service and contribution and adding value to clients or even people that are just out there, you know, reading what you're putting on social media or whatever. I think that's also a really helpful way to reframe your mindset. I think that's exactly right. I actually was uh, very recently coaching a CPSM grad who was struggling with mindset in her business. She was frustrated that her business wasn't where she wanted it to be yet, right? And her entire energy from that feeling was coming was was sort of showing up in a way that felt desperate almost like she had yeah. to get this next client and it was almost like she was chasing the the score of the client or chasing the dollars and i reminded her to get back to a place where she really decided why she wanted to do this and and it's interesting because she is so passionate about supporting 
Mm -hmm. moms, especially in the postpartum period. And she literally lives for helping moms thrive. And I just encouraged her to like get back to that space and not even worry about finding the next client. I just wanted to get her into a better headspace and to like enjoy her business again, you know, Um, and to find joy in the process and in the work. And she did. And we kept talking about like, I don't even want to hear it about like landing a client. I don't even want to hear it. Just like, let's get to a place where you're enjoying these conversations with moms Mm -hmm. again and enjoying these conversations with other professionals that are also supporting moms so that you can talk about how to collaborate with them. And literally like two days later, she had a client. (laughs) It was like, two days later, she messaged me and she's like, I have a discovery call coming up tonight. Like, you know, this is, this is happening, you know, and it was like her energy shifted. And, you know, I hope she's probably listening to this. I hope that she continues with that energy. I hope that she doesn't forget that because it was such a, such a shift for her just to like, enjoy the process. You know, like, I think when you stop enjoying the process and, and you lose track of, why you got into the work in the first place, it's, it's no fun anymore. And like, you know, your, your side gig or, or your full-time gig, like should be as fun as possible, right? Like this should be, this should be enjoyable. Like we should choose to enjoy the work that we're doing. Yeah. Cause we get to decide on this work. No one is like forcing your hand to become, you know, a sleep consultant or any other kind of side hustle. Um, that's a beautiful story. It doesn't surprise me at all. And what I want to say to this person, if she is listening is, yeah, your brain might go back into that kind of desperate, oh my gosh, I got to land a client place and just remind yourself like, okay, nothing's gone wrong. We can just gently come back to our why. Yeah. Um, another thing I had written down that I wanted to talk to you about is the idea that like comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like we, we touched on this a little bit, but yeah. um, one thing that I know a lot of us struggle with in entrepreneurship is like, looking around and seeing what others are doing and wondering why our business doesn't look that way. Right. And you touched on it that like some of it might not even be real, right? Like some people are just, some people are just putting stuff out into the internet. That's not even accurate. And so maybe we shouldn't even believe everything that we see on the internet, but, but also there are people out there that are, there's always going to be people that are more successful than us. Right. Like, right. And that has to be okay too. So how do you, how do you handle that from a mindset perspective? I think it's, and that and that is a great point. And I do think in some industries, you know, and coaching, unfortunately, is one of them, there's a lot of exaggeration and even like falsehood out there. But of course, there's also, tr- it, it also is true that there are many people far, far ahead of you or me or anyone listening in business. Like, obviously, that's true. So what do we do about it? And I think it's really important to understand that we're all here having our own journey and I, I think a really helpful thought is it's working the way it's supposed to. A coach of mine who is probably the most brilliant coach walking on the face of the earth said, um, I choose to believe the universe is conspiring for me. I can't always see how. I just choose to believe that. And if you actually believe that, just what is that fuel in terms of an emotion? What does that drive in terms of action? So I think, again, it sort of comes back to, you know, maybe a more attainable version of that thought is nothing has gone wrong here. It's just taking time for me and that's okay. I also think it's really important that we all separate out 
our worth from our financial markers or entrepreneurial success. Worth is just inherent. It just is. Like no one can make you more or less worthy. Not a client, not a dollar amount. It just is. So then when we can separate that from the business journey, I think it can just be like, okay, it's numbers, it's time, it's consistency, it's trial and error. And it takes a little bit of the um, taking it so personally and making it mean something terrible about yourself if it's not happening as quickly as it is for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. As I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about who listens to this podcast, right? I think that probably, I have no idea, but I, I bet like half of the audience is made up of sleep consultants, people who are already in the field and they're looking to gain, you know, I hope that this podcast is a bit of sort of like continuing education for them, right? And mm -hmm. then the other half of the audience, if I had to guess, are people who are interested in becoming sleep consultants. Mm -hmm. And perhaps they're listening to this and they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is so scary. Um, you know, what if I can't do it? What if I can't figure this out? What if I can't grow my business as quick as, you know, here, Cindy and Jane are talking about how it's going to go slower than, than I think it's going to go. And that scares me. Um, what do you have to say to that? What do you have to say to somebody that's sort of intimidated or overwhelmed by the idea that it might not happen as quickly as whatever they might dream up in their mind? And then, the, and then they don't even get started because, I right? <laughs> yes, I was just about to go there. Getting started is the next right move. It is. If it's a series of moves to get to the dream, getting started is the first step. Yeah. And then not giving up is steps like, you know, two through, through 550. Thousand, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Much. But yeah, don't be scared off by it. Just be like, okay. This might take some time. And look, are there stories of people who start businesses and before they know it, they're making six figures? Like, yeah, of course that does happen. Not for most of us, but I really love the thought, like nothing's gone wrong here and it's all working and it's just gonna take some time. Yeah, I like yet. the thought. I like the thought that, you know, sort of if we're, if we're less focused on the big end goal, it sort of takes the pressure off, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so for somebody who is thinking about wanting to become a sleep consultant and the idea that they have to reach X income in a year or have X amount of clients in a year. While that feels, that feels really scary. I would love for everybody listening to this to just sort of like get that out of their head yeah. and, you know, and really think about, okay, I can do this because the very first step that I need to take is to get my certification or, or just exactly. literally enroll in a course is, is first, right? And not even worry about passing it yet, but just like enroll in the course. And then it's like, you know, passing the course. And then it's, you know, thinking about your next step, one, two, three, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and taking it moment by moment is very, in my opinion, doable and digestible. Uh, and I hope that that brings some people who are listening, some sense of like, calm and confidence around all of this, because it doesn't need to be zero to 100. It doesn't need to be that you, you know, conquer the universe in six months, right? Totally. And I would also say, come back to fun. Like, yeah, if it excites you to think about taking a course, then that's great. Like when I first took my first coaching certification, I was like, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to learn so much. 
who knows what's after that? I literally had no idea. I didn't really even think that far ahead. I just wanted the learning. I love that. Let's end there. That's really beautiful. Uh, before we wrap up, where can everybody learn more from you? I'd love for you to share, you know, website. I know you're on Instagram, your Thank podcast. You. Let us know where everybody can uh, learn more from you. Okay. Thank you so much. My business is Blue Tree Coaching. BlueTreeCoaching.net is my website. And on Instagram, I'm at Blue Tree Coaching. And my podcast is called Side Gig School with Cindy Warren. I love Cindy's podcast. I highly recommend. It is my, I binge weekly and I encourage all of you to do the same. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to my show to have this conversation with me today. Thanks, Kate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.